Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. One of the things that has puzzled most people for a long time is trying to buy or in some way obtain a breast pump. I got interested in this topic probably in the mid to late 1980s, and I've done a lot of reading on it as well as had a fair amount of experience with helping women to pick out a breast pump that is going to do the right job for them. And I say this because I've sort of been like a little surprised sometimes when somebody says to me, what what breast pump should I get? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Because there's there's a whole lot of questions that you should be asking before you dive in. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, oh, well, I'm going to get the one that my insurance covers. All righty. I hope that you have listened to or will listen to my show with Robin Williams from Boozum Buddies. Robin and I took on that whole question about the insurance companies. And one of the things that we said in that show was, you really got to get what you need and what you want, which isn't necessarily what your insurance company is going to provide. So over the years, I've worked with a lot of mothers who don't ask the right questions before they get the pump and later they're disappointed or worse yet, they compromise their milk supply or they risk infection. And, you know, these days, I, I know it's sort of popular to just get the pump that the healthcare insurance covers or the ones that your friends like or the ones that have the highest rating on Amazon. But honestly, that isn't necessarily the best pump for you. And so we're really going to talk about that. I am going to uh, tell you 10 things that you need to know that nobody has told you before you get that pump. And today, I think that what you'll discover is that there are some issues that you didn't ask questions about because you just didn't realize that they were issues or you didn't realize that there was more than one answer or you just uh, have maybe asked a lot of questions, but you didn't realize uh, mothers can be in love with their babies, but I've never met a mother who's in love with her pump. So I'm hoping that what I can do maybe here is to help you to just reduce your chances of hating the pump. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to use your money wisely if you end up buying the pump. You might be spending more money than you need or maybe not as much money as you should be spending. And by the way, just a little disclaimer here. I do not have a sponsor for this show. And there's a reason for that. It's because nobody can buy their way onto this show. Now, if I get a sponsor later, that's great. But uh, nobody's going to tell me what to say on my own show. So then let me kind of dive into this. And I hope that I can help you through it. Number one, you don't necessarily need a pump at all. And that is one of the first things that nobody has ever told you. Again, I hearken back to my show with Robin Williams where she said, a pump is a convenience. Uh, 
And the more that I recognized that, I thought, yeah, that's just like having an electric can opener in your house. I have never, ever, ever owned one. Like, never. It's because it's just a convenience. They're expensive. They take up room on my countertop. They're kind of germy. You don't necessarily need that. By the way, I don't open many cans either. But a, a pump is just a convenience. Hand expression will do everything that a pump can do. Believe me, it's true. Now, I don't know. Several years ago, I might not have been quite as compelling in my argument. But, for instance, when I teach my comprehensive lactation course to people who want to become lactation consultants, I spend, ooh, I don't know, probably 45 minutes or so on hand expression and the advantages of hand expression, and that is truly a show for another day. And yes, I do have a guest, and you'll hear from her. But um, you really, if, if you have been told that a pump is superior to your hands, I disagree. I would say you might not want to bother to use your hands, but superiority, mm, that's a harder argument. A pump is a convenience. Don't forget it. All right, number two. Uh, Somebody probably didn't tell you that manual pumps actually offer a lot of conveniences, a lot of advantages, and people just don't talk about those nowadays. It seems to, and probably show my age here, but it, it seems to me like you really need to at least know that manual pumps are out there. And I want to warn you that before I went to this show today, I did a fair amount of searching on the web, and I found out there's a lot of really bad information. A manual pump is not necessarily the way that people define it or describe it. They have a very limited idea of what a manual pump is. So I'm going to give you the Moribian Cuso definition for whatever it's worth. All right. I define a manual pump as a pump that does not have a motor. That is. It is manual because you are using your hands to manipulate the pump, okay? Some years ago, many years ago, I had a salesman come up to me and he said that he had this brand new pump and it was unlike anything else on the market. And even then, many years ago, I was like, yeah, 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 right, because I've seen a whole lot of them. Um, Probably not. Generally, I would say that manual pumps are either operated by what I call a trigger mechanism, and by that, I mean there's a sort of a handle thing, and you press it, and that creates suction. But here's one that is not talked about much, if at all, and that is a cylinder pump, and you operate it by pulling the larger cylinder away from the smaller cylinder, it's a cylinder inside of a cylinder, basically. That's how the suction works. I really don't have time today to go into all of the reasons that I love cylinder pumps, but I'm going to tell you, I do love cylinder pumps. They offer a number of advantages, and sadly, many articles nowadays aren't even talking about cylinder-style pumps. Uh, I've got one that I, before I got on the show today, I 
stood on a chair and got one off from my top shelf. I'm looking at it, and let's see. Mm, I'm thinking it's, I'm not a good judge necessarily of size, but I would say it's about 9 to 12 inches maybe in height. It is very lightweight. Again, I haven't put it on a scales, but I would be very surprised if it weighs more than 6 or 8 ounces. And uh, they're really great because they're lightweight, they're very easy to clean, and they're really little. It's a great, I usually tell people that if they're traveling and they want to make sure that they have a pump with them, take the cylinder pump. It doesn't take up any more room in your suitcase than a narrow, skinny uh, bottle of shaving cream. And I would say it's not as heavy as the shaving cream. So it's a great little backup. Uh, okay, so we could talk more about that another day. But because they have so little so little information on the web, I really felt that I should mention that. All right, next one. Number three, here's what nobody tells you. You should not start pumping for a healthy baby until the baby is about three weeks old. Now, I want to reiterate exactly what I said so that you don't mess it up. What I mean is this is for a healthy, full-term, robust baby that has a good suck and he's doing a good job. All right? If so, you will do better with the baby than with the pump. The baby does a better job of stimulating the breast presuming he's healthy and robust, he does a better job of stimulating your breast than any pump that has ever been made on the market ever. Okay, the other reason for that is you can look at any book you want. Uh, On my shelf is, of course, my favorite, which is Dr. Lawrence's book. Uh, It's actually Lawrence and Lawrence nowadays, Breastfeeding, A Guide for the Medical Profession. It's now in its eighth edition. And as many of you know, I worked with Dr. Lawrence for many years. But in that book, she clearly says what is the truth. Lactation is not fully established until three to four weeks after you give birth. So, In that three to four weeks, what I'm trying to tell you then is that you need to give yourself every advantage to being able to produce as much milk as you possibly can. I think that people are foolhardy when they say, oh, you know, I'm going back to work, so I got to start pumping right away. No, you don't. You've really just given yourself a disadvantage. Okay, then. I told her I was going to give you 10, and I have just given you three things that you usually don't hear, and I'm guessing you haven't heard, which is, number one, uh, you actually don't need a pump. It's merely a convenience. Number two, uh, manual, that is non-motor pumps, offer some great advantages. And by the way, you might not want them for all the time, and that's okay, but there's they still offer advantages. And number three, you should not start pumping for a healthy baby until he's about three weeks old, give or take a little bit. Now, when we come back, I'm going to be talking about motorized pumps. These are the ones that you're probably familiar with. And then I will talk to you about why you need to be 
uh, an informed consumer of what those motor pumps will do for you. And I'll also be talking about some dangers that you might not be aware of, or if you are aware of them, you've probably uh, blown them off, you know? All right, so don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. Before we go on, I would just like to thank you for listening, because honestly, this 
show is a boatload of fun for me. And you give me that opportunity. We have literally thousands, tens of thousands of listeners across the globe. And I'm delighted that you are here to be a listener because without you, I don't have a show. So thank you so much for listening. All right. So as promised, I'm going to give you my number four thing that I think you usually don't get told, which is not all motor pumps are created equally. So in the first segment, I talked about the non-motorized pumps. And now I'm going to talk about motorized pumps. But even among the motorized pumps, not all of them are the same. So I kind of break it up in my own head as to whether they are a small motor pump or a large motor pump. And I could literally spend another whole show just talking about those differences, but I'm not going to right now. In general, though, I would say the the two things that you're looking for relate to the number of cycles it has per minute and the num- the amount of suction that it can get. Those are probably the two biggest things. You could argue me it's something else, but uh, those are really important as related to your motorized pump. Now, remember, your insurance company might not cover the pump you want, might not cover the pump you need. And be sure to listen to my show with Robin Williams from Bosom Buddies, where she talks about how to figure out all of that stuff. Uh, By the way, uh, I know that you might be downloading this episode and you may or may not be too late to take advantage of Robin's special offer for people who listen to Born to be Breastfed. So be sure to listen to that show and find out uh, how Robin will give you a special discount before that deadline. All right. So, not all motor pumps are created equally. Important to know that. Meanwhile, next one I want to talk about is the one, oh, oh, so excuse me, that was number four and number five. Number four was not all motorized pumps are created equally. Number five, your insurance might not cover the pump you want or the pump you need. Sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you there. Okay, this is the big one. The one that your friend likes is not necessarily the pump that you need or the pump that you want. For example, I just talked a minute ago about uh, her baby might be very different from yours. Maybe uh, her baby is sick and your baby is well. Okay, well, that means the pump that she is using might be great for her, but maybe not what you need at all. You know, truly, I this is another thing where I could go into this in a lot more detail, but generally, the more vigorously the baby sucks, the less uh, fancy your pump needs to be. And on the other end of the spectrum would be if your baby is sick and maybe unable to nurse at all, then I would say you're going to want a high-end pump because of the speed and the suction that it can offer you. So please don't go around. It just drives me crazy when I see this. I will see women or their families, worse yet, their families, in one of these big box stores, and they're buying one of these little what I call toy pumps. You know, they're, they're not really built for the woman who has not got a baby that's at breast. So it's really important that you know that not all motorized pumps are the same and that the one that your friend likes 
or uses might not be the one that you want because of really what I just talked about there was her situation. But it might be different. It might be along these lines. Maybe your friend has different talents or different preferences. And what do I mean by that? Okay. For me, and this is me, this is just Moravian Kuzo talking, all right? But the number of parts that the pump has is a really important thing for me. It's actually not the pump so much as it's the accessory kit. If you have ever seen me try to change the cartridge in my printer, you would understand what I'm talking about. When I get too many things, I just kind of can't deal with it. And I am not the only woman alive that has that problem. So to me, fewer parts are easier to learn how to manipulate. For other women, I'm sure that they could put together anything on the planet, but I'm not one of them. Uh, There are also other preferences that you might have. For example, the bag that the uh, pump comes in. For some people, this is a real big issue. For other people, it isn't. What it looks like, what it feels like, how it, it is more or less portable, that might be an issue for you. It might not be an issue for your friend at all. So be asking that question. Next one, the weight of the pump. Honestly, some years ago, I had to give up uh, carrying a leather handbag. So I carry a really cheap handbag because it really bothers me to carry anything that is heavy. And if you've heard my show on mastitis, you've probably heard me say that carrying a heavy bag, a heavy diaper bag, things like that, can also contribute to a possible plugged duct and ultimately possibly mastitis. So if the weight of the pump bothers you, you need to pick out your pump thinking, look and see, they, when they advertise them, they talk about how many pounds the pump weighs. And so you can do a little comparison there. All right. A next thing that might be important to you, but not to your friend or other way around might be about having a closed system or an open system for your pump. Now, I'm going to unpack that a lot in a few minutes. So don't go away. There's really a lot to be said about that. And I will try to help you to understand how that works. Okay. Number seven, don't buy a used pump if it is FDA approved as a single user device. This is hugely important and very misunderstood. I have known mothers who say, oh, well, no, you know, I can just buy the the pump from my friend, my friend who used it, my sister, my whoever, because then I won't have to pay the full retail price. I don't really need a new one. A used one would do just fine. Listen, I've bought my share of used stuff in my life, okay? But I would not buy a pump that was used if it was, and this is important, if it was approved by the FDA as a single user device. And what do I mean by that? I mean that the FDA says only one person should use it. Let me give you an example of a single user device. 
a toothbrush. Now, I want you to think about this. Would you use somebody else's toothbrush? I wouldn't. It's because it's a single-user device. It is meant to have their germs and their germs only. So, the other thing is, I have heard mothers tell me, oh, don't you think that's just a, that's just a way that the breast pump companies try to get you to ante up and buy a new one so that they can make more sales? No, that is untrue. The breast pump companies do not want you to buy a single-user device that was used by somebody else because they and you would not be in compliance with the FDA guidelines. So I want you to understand that there are two kinds, the single-user device and the multi-user device. And there are, oh, I have no idea. There's there, there's probably, I, I don't know, hundreds of pumps on the market. And some of them are single-user devices. Some of them are multi-user devices. So a multi-user device, here would be a simple example that doesn't have to do with lactation, but it would be crutches. You don't mind using somebody's crutches after they use their crutches, right? Okay, well, it's the same idea. You want to be using, if if you're going to be using a pump that somebody else has used, it should be FDA approved as a multi, uh, multi-person pump. Now, one of the things that gets confusing with this is that some people use the term hospital-grade pump, and you will hear that word come out of my mouth frequently. But the FDA does not actually define what is a hospital-grade pump. So in my mind, now this is, you understand, this is a Mariaism. This is not, this is not legal in any way. But the Mariaism says that a hospital-grade pump is a pump that offers the maximum number of cycles per minute. And that's important. And the maximum uh, amount of negative pressure or suction. To me, that is how I conceptualize a hospital-grade pump and certainly one that is designed for multiple users. So, a clarification here. A single-user device may be designed with a closed system or an open system, and we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. But here's another question that you need to be asking yourself about the pump that you're buying. Like, I'm trying to talk you out of buying a used one, because what is the life of the pump? Well, it kind of depends. Single-user pumps are generally under warranty from the company for about one year. Now, let's just understand what that means. That means that the pump company expects the pump to give optimal performance for a year, and they will replace it if it dies before a year because of that warranty. Now, to be fair, that doesn't necessarily mean that the pump will wear out in one year. It just means that if it does wear out within one year, that the company will replace it if you bought it from them. Okay, but here's kind of the other way of looking at it. If you are buying a pump that was designed as a single-user pump and you're design you're buying it from another mother, <laughs> the life of the pump might have all or the, excuse me, the life of the motor might have already been dead and buried. You might get a few weeks or a few months out of it. You might certainly get more if you're lucky. 
But, uh, you know, this is like any other product. You just don't know how long it's going to last beyond the time that the manufacturer gives the warranty. And you really need to be careful with this. Why? Because Marie said so. Well, no, not so much so. But because if the motor starts to wear out, the suction could decrease, the speed could decrease. And if that happens, mm, not so good. Comfort can decrease and the volume of milk that you get can decrease. And I suspect that you don't really want to deal with either one of those things. All right. So. That's as much as I have to say about that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about if you should buy or if you should rent. And I am going to go into this business about the open and the closed system more. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed, where Marie Biancuso knows a lot about breast pumps, but she doesn't necessarily know how to count. I just noticed here that I seem to have two number eights or two number sevens or something. But anyway, uh, I have plenty of information here to keep you busy with all the things that somebody else didn't tell you about using or buying a pump. And here's one that I, I, I really think this is way under publicized. Has anybody told you that you might be better off renting a pump? Well, you might be, and you might not be. But in order to get that answer for yourself, you need to be able to do a cost comparison. So, I kind of broke this down for you, even though it's, um, it's, it's very rough figures. But let's say that you buy a large motor pump, and it costs you somewhere between $125 and $400. And I think that that's not exact, but it's pretty reasonable for the, the mothers that I have seen. It might not be yours, but I still think it's pretty reasonable. And by the way, if you didn't get the $125 one, it's because you didn't know it was out there. But um, the multi-user pumps, oh dear. This, this gets real hairy. There is one out there that I, for years, did not realize was a um, a multi-user pump. I actually thought it was a single-user pump, but it actually isn't. And so I went on the FDA website to look at it. And by the way, let me just back up for a moment. Before we went on the show, I made a list of all of the pumps that I knew or thought I knew to be a closed system pump. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not talking about that, though, am I? Uh, 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 Multi-user pump versus a single-user pump. The only way that you can really know is if you go to the FDA's website, it's fda.gov, and if you put in the name of your model, if you noodle around in there, and trust me, it took me more than one or two tries, but you can look up and see if your pump or the pump that you think you want is approved as a single-user device or a multi-user device. And this one that runs in the neighborhood of about $130 or so, I really did not uh, originally think that it was a multi-user device, but it actually is. So it probably took me the better part of my career to know that. But in fact, uh, it is, and it's been a- approved and reapproved. But I didn't find that out until about a decade ago. So I was a little slow in figuring that out. Multi-user pumps, eh, okay, you also could spend upwards of $1,000. Meaning, those are generally the ones that you see in the hospital. If you are independently wealthy and you have nothing else to do with your money, I would say, sure, shell out the bucks. Uh, That's great. For many of you, I'm very sure that that is like overkill. So it's really hard to say. The amount of money that you might spend to buy a pump depends on what, if anything, your health care insurance will put forth to cover it and how much the thing retails for in the first place. All right, so then you've got to 
weigh that against what does it cost to rent a pump? Well, hard to say. You know, I would think that it varies from locale to locale, but honestly, I don't think that that variation is all that big of a deal. I am more inclined to think that the biggest factor is the length of time that you need to rent it. So, round figures, and again, I want to emphasize these are round figures just so that you can get a little bit of comparison in your head here. If you rent by the day, you're probably going to spend about $1 to $3 per day to rent the pump. That's less than you paid for your morning coffee, okay? I have never seen an offer for renting by the week. That doesn't mean that they're not out there. I'm just not aware of them. But you could consider, or at least ask, shucks, it's always worth asking. By the month, I would say that it costs about $50 to $80 per month. Again, these are ballpark figures, but just to give you enough to do a little cost comparison here about whether you want to buy or whether you want to rent. Now, remember, your health care insurance may cover a, re- a rental. Some do, some don't. Everybody's health care insurance is a little different. So I would suggest that you figure that out early in the game. By the time that you're at about your second trimester of pregnancy or so, give a call to your healthcare insurance folks and say, hey, if I rent a pump, does is that covered? Yes, no, maybe get your answers. Now, the figures that I have given you are a little bit uh, deceptive. I don't know if that's the word. Because if you rent a pump, remember, you are going to have to also buy what they call the accessory kit. And the accessory kit, uh, that also is a little bit of a misnomer. When we think about accessories, we think about things that are optional. Well, no, it's not a scarf or hat or earrings, okay? Accessory is an absolute necessity. It includes the flange as well as the tubing and the collection bottles. So I would say... You've got to have it, and most of them are probably going to run you in the $50 neighborhood, and and I could be wrong. If you can do better a price better than that, that's great, but I'm just saying, check it out. If you're going to rent the pump, you're going to have to buy the, the brand new accessory kit. Now, if you had bought the pump, I would be thinking that the accessory kit would have come with it. I... I can't think of a time when it wouldn't. I suppose it's possible. Now, there are plenty of places to rent because that should be your next question. Marie, where am I going to? I'm gung ho. I really want to rent it. Well, you could try a rental depot. Uh, very often, lactation consultants who offer services also offer rent uh, pumps for rent. You could try that. You could try your local hospital. They may or may not do rentals. Uh, just to say here, I didn't want to do that when I was in the hospital because I thought it was just kind of a pain in the neck and the hospital doesn't make enough money off from it. It's a, it's great. It's a great convenience for the parent, but it really doesn't make, uh, it's not a good use of my time 
as the hospital nurse, and it doesn't generate much income for the hospital. So I, I think you'll find very few hospitals that do that. But but you can try. You can also do an online option. Again, I asked Robin Williams quite a bit about how she organizes herself because she has an online rental depot. So you can try that. All right. So I can think of at least three situations. And again, speaking of Robin, she articulated these. We were both talking about, for instance, maybe your insurance company pays for the pump, but eh, the pump isn't here yet. And so you've got to have like a temporary situation where you've got a pump and you are uh, waiting. Well, excuse me. You've got the pump covered by your insurance, but it isn't physically there yet. Okay, great. Then you can rent in the meantime. So that might be a situation. What about if you are traveling? It might be better. I'm not necessarily advocating this, but it might be better to leave your big pump at home, carry a little lightweight pump, like I mentioned uh, as we opened the show today, and when you arrive at your destination, then rent a big pump. And that might be helpful because then you're not dragging that pump along with you on the airplane. And we did a show, ooh, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago about traveling on the airplane. And the pump is, it can be a real pain in the neck, I think is what I'm telling you. So uh, that might be another situation. You can probably think of some others as well. So then, whether you rent or whether you buy really depends on... uh, The cost, be sure to check that out. Convenience, get it when you want it, where you want it, and that's up to you. You might even want one for home or for work. That might be another situation. And efficiency. People use lots of different terms to describe this, but basically I would say the rental pumps are multi-user pumps, which means they have a stronger motor and they do more cycles per minute, um, but that's, that's really kind of a big topic. Okay, then, uh, number nine, decide whether you want to have an open system or a closed system for your pump. And this is hugely important. So I'm going to start out by explaining to you what an open system is. And then when we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to tell you what a closed system is. So an open system is where there is no barrier between the milk collection apparatus and the pump's motor, okay? And if there is no barrier, you could have some consequences. You could have mold getting into the motor. You could possibly have lower overall suction capability, and hence, you might get less milk. I'm trying to hedge my words here with the mites. It's, as far as I know, impossible to sanitize the contaminated pump parts if you have an uh, open system. You'd need to completely take the pump apart, and even if you did, there would still be some parts that you wouldn't be able to sanitize. So you just got to be really careful with that. And by the way, how clean it looks on the outside is totally deceptive of how clean or dirty it is on the inside. And no, I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to say, how about I just get a new accessory kit? Now, 
sorry, that doesn't do the job. Don't believe me about the gunk that's inside of those pumps? I have a lot of anecdotal stories, and I don't have time to tell you those right now, but I will tell you that Sarah Eichler has a really disgusting photo, and she is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Eichler, E-I-C-H-L-E-R, on her Facebook page. And there you will see the disgusting results of mold growing inside the pump. Yes, it happens. I can tell you stories, but that that photo is worth a thousand words. Hey, everybody, don't go back. Don't go away. I mean, because when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about a closed system. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash gooddonor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso with Born to be Breastfed. All right. So we just got finished talking about the open system in a breast pump. Now I'm going to talk to you about a closed system. The closed system means that there is a barrier between the milk collection apparatus and the pump's motor. And the pump is designed in such a way that the milk cannot get sucked back into the motor or into the tubing. And this is important because when you have this barrier, um, it, it just it, it can't go anywhere, and therefore you've got more cleanliness. And in my sort of humble understanding, it is generally more efficient. So, in theory, if you're looking to capture every drop of milk, yeah, the closed system would be a better way to go. So. I want to warn you here that closed system, open system is not the same as single user versus multi-user. And by that, I mean there are some single user pumps out there that might have an open system or they might have a closed system. So if you are buying your own single user pump, and if you didn't hear what I said, Back up and listen to this again because it's really important that you hear exactly what I'm saying. If you are buying your own single-user pump, you need to know if it has an open system or a closed system because it could have either one. All right. So then, how are you going to find that out? Well, you're going to have to do some scouting. Before we went on the air today, I made a list of... Where's my list here? Um... Here's a whole flock of them that are uh, closed system. And I would say there are, yeah, I don't know, maybe upwards of 20 or so. And I kind of fought with myself before I went on the air because I thought, oh, I can just read these for people. And then I thought, no, I just can't because I know these in my head to be correct. But before I said that on the air, I would want to go and make absolutely sure that I was right. And that would be a several hour job. So what I would suggest is that you, if you are interested in a particular make or model, that you simply ask that question, snoop around on their website, and you should be able to find out. But there are, and by the way, some companies make a model where they have a closed system and they have a different model or models plural that have the other one so it's not just about the company it's about the particular model and you need to be very careful with this if this is important to you now i'm not going to tell you what to do but i will tell you this this would be important to me uh <laughs> i've just lived long enough to know that Mold does grow in pumps. It's not supposed to back up, but it certainly can. So 
if you've got an open system, if you've got a closed system, you don't have to worry about that. Years and years ago, oh, shoot, must have been 20 years ago, I saw a demo of a closed uh, system, and it was very compelling. And after that, I, I just, well, I usually try to urge people to raise that question. Let's put it that way. Okay. Now, I think I just said this, but in case I didn't. The word of warning is that even if a pump looks clean on the outside, it is not necessarily germ-free on the inside. In fact, it can be really gunky when it's disassembled. So if we have time, but I don't think we will, I will tell you some of my anecdotal stories about gunky insides, but trust me, they're out there. All right. Meanwhile, I want to give you what I think is number nine, but of course, my count was off. Uh Maybe nobody's told you this, but you need to look at the company that you're buying from in order to decide what kind of customer service they can provide for you. Trust me, if you need a replacement part, you need it now. Not three days from now, you need it now. If you need a pump now, you need it now, not three days from now. So to me, good customer service means that they will send by overnight delivery or overnight service the pump, or the pump parts that you need. So how do you check this out? Um, Definitely, I would write this down somewhere handy, both their website and their phone number. And you can do it on your contact list in your phone or your iPad or something, or you can do old school or both. There are times when I do both for these kinds of things. I would be inclined to put an index card right inside of the Uh, bag that my pump was in because you know honestly sometimes you may have phone connectivity when you don't have an internet connection so just make sure that you have both of those things totally available all right number 10 and by the way I would want to make sure that I could also talk to a human being but that's just me Uh, number 10 check the availability of accessories for your pump if you've got a motor pump. This is hugely important. Why so? Well, because some accessories are what I guess I would call, you know, sort of nice to have. Like, for instance, maybe uh, uh, oh, some companies will sometimes offer like a power adapter. Okay, I think there's a name for it. I can't remember what that is. But uh, that's not a true necessity. But to me, a thing that you really have to have a lot of variety for is a flange. The flange is the thing that actually fits onto your breasted nipple. Some people call it a shield. I do not call it a shield. Uh, I call it a flange. Uh, and I could go on to my diatribe about why I call it that. But anyway, um, I, I cannot think of any motor pump that doesn't already come with a flange. So that means that you're going to need one. But the, the size that you get with the pump is not necessarily the size you need. So you need to kind of check this out. If you have especially large breasts, you need to listen up, girls, because this is really important. If the if the flange doesn't fit, you need to have options for a different size. Some companies offer many size options. Some companies, not so much so. So you need to check that out. And by the way, I teach lactation consultants how to fit a flange just because you got the size that somebody else had or that uh, 
sometimes the one that fits at four days doesn't fit at four weeks or four months. So that's all important. But anyway, uh, the consequence here is if you are in the wrong size flange, at the very least, you're going to find yourself very uncomfortable. But worse yet, it could compromise your milk supply. And that's a very distinct possibility. If you haven't got the right size flange, you might not be getting as much volume of milk as you might want. So check the price. This might enter into your decision about what you want to buy or what you want to rent or what your options are. So again, it's not always all straightforward, but I believe that those are several things like I lost track if that was there, 9 or 10 or 11 <laughs> things that maybe you've never heard that you need to know before you buy or use a pump. But that's all the time that we have today. As always, this hour just goes way, way too fast. And I would like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. And I'd like to invite you to come back next week. And I would also like you to visit me at borntobebreastfed.com or at mariebiancuso.com and check out my Facebook page too. Feel free to leave a question for me or for any of my past guests and remember to like me while you're there. If you're a professional and you're looking for continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, I'm your source for evidence-based practice on the web and sometimes in your city. To find out about that, go to breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.